0: larry21 yes that's the code check out poddex.com take your podcast to the next level welcome to the cinema gold show with your host larry lease Join us as Cinema Gold dives into the latest Hollywood film and TV news and everything in between. Tune in each weekday on your favorite podcast platform. Paramount's Bob Marley One Love delivered a huge fifty million plus domestic opening over the six-day Valentine's Day President's Day corridor. Enough to squash Madame Webb's twenty six point two million start, a record worst for Sony's superhero adventures. Monday's numbers show *One Love* raking in 52 million for the six days domestically, up from Sunday's estimate of 51 million. That includes 34.1 million for the four-day President's Day weekend and a record 14 million on Vi- Valentine's Day. The movie's weekend debut was on par with the starts of such musical biopics as *Rocketman* or *Elvis*, and did almost double the business it was tracking to do. Excuse me. Overseas, one love earned an impressive $29 million for a global launch north of $80 million against a $70 million budget. France and other territories. In Jamaica, the film set the record for the biggest film opening of all time. One Love director Reynaldo Marcus Green's depiction of the iconic Jamaican musician stars Kingsley Ben Nadir, and it chronicles Marley making his 1977 el- album Exodus, the events of the next several years, including an assassination attempt, and his belief that music could heal his nation in its post-colonial era. Zigley Marley said in a statement, My family and, our, and I are honored with the amazing response to Bob Marley One Love. Like my father's music, this movie is meant for the people and its message of peace, loving, unity is clearly connecting with audiences around the world. We thank the people for embracing this film and in so doing, helping to highlight the message of one love. The biopic is playing to an ethnically diverse audience. Black movie is made up 40% of Friday's ticket buyers, following by Latinos at 25%, Caucasians at 23%, Asians at 5%, and Native Americans at 7%. Females have made up 56% of the total audience. Sony's latest estimates for Madame Webb shows the film taking in just 26.2 million for six days, which is up from Sunday's estimated total of 25.8, including a four day weekend gross of 18 million. Either way, it's the worst start for a Sony film featuring Spider-Man related characters. The Dakota Johnson starring film is not part of Disney's Marvel Cinematic Universe. Madame Web got bashed by critics and audiences alike. Its ranking on Rotten Tomato, however, or should say Rotten Tomato hovers around 13%. It fared poorly overseas as well, opening to 25.7 million from 61 markets for a global start at 51.9 million. Major markets yet to open include Japan, South Korea, and China. In past years, a superhero pick would generally be the safe bet to win a marquee holiday weekend domestically, but times have changed as both DC and Marvel regroup after a number of box office setbacks. Now, Sony is facing its own dilemma in regard to the Spider-Man universe of Marvel characters and consoles. With titles such as Venom and Morbius, the movie studio under Tom Rothman's tutelage has spent far less on superhero fare than its rivals. Madame Web reportedly cost $80 million to make after production in Texas And know all those sources outside the studio have said it cost $115 million or more. While the Venom movies have been considered a win, Morbius was something of a bust. That film released in 2022 and opened to $39 million on its way to grossing $167 million. With Madame Webb, Sony was proud to offer a female-fronted superhero film. Other weekend highlights Fathom special theatrical. Estimated 3.2 million for Friday through Sunday, and Warner Brothers Timothy Chalamet led musical Waka danced past that 600 million mark globally. And now, on to our next topic some of the biggest news of uh, out of Disney the final reveal of the Fantastic Four. After months of speculation, Marvel Studios has finally confirmed the cast of its upcoming Fantastic Four movie. A piece of Valentine's Day themed artwork released on Marvel Studios social media accounts confirmed Pedro Pascal as Reed Richard, Vanessa Kirby as Susan Storm, Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm, or better known as Human Torch, and apologies for butchering this guy, uh, this, uh, this man's name, Ibn Moss Bukarach as Ben Grimm or The Thing. The artwork by Wesley Burt and the new logo affect a style reminiscent of the 60s, the decade when the Fantastic Four first appeared and formed the cornerstone of the Marvel Universe. One could speculate to suggest the films will be a period piece set in the 60s, or at least include some scenes from that time. However, no plot details for the film have been officially revealed as of yet. Matt Shackman is directing the movie, which is now slated for release on July 25th, 2025. Uh, Shackman has stated that the reboot will differ significantly from previous efforts to bring Marvel's first family to the big screen. He says while it's different in so many ways, and he can't be specific, he did say that they're doing things very differently from a story standpoint, from an approach to a filmmaking standpoint that really fits the material. He says it's going to be unlike anything you've seen before and certainly unlike anything at Marvel that we've seen before. Marvel Studios head Kevin Feige previously shared excitement over the plans for the Fantastic Four, saying, quote, Fantastic Four is the foundation for everything that came after it in the comics. There have certainly been versions of it on screen, but never inhabiting the storytelling of the MCU. And that's something that is really exciting for us. Feige explained to the outlet before mentioning that Marvel Studios wants to establish the Fantastic Four is a big pillar of the MCU going forward, just the way they've been in the comics for 50 or 60 years. All four Fantastic Four members were created by Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, debuting in Fantastic Four number 1. The series broke down. Marvel Studios' Fantastic Four movie is the latest iteration of the characters to be developed for cinema. Roger Corman's first attempt during the 90s never made it to theater, uh, theaters. The, family, the first family finally made their big screen debut in Fox's 2005 Fantastic Four movie, which performed well enough despite reviews to warrant a sequel in 2007 with Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Fox attempted to reboot the series with a more grounded approach in 2015 with Fantastic Four. The project was poorly received. Following Disney's acquisition of 20th Century Fox, the Fantastic Four has been folded into the Marvel Studios and the MCU. And now, our next topic, The Phantom Menace is celebrating its 25th anniversary with a special return to theaters in May. In celebration of uh, its 25th anniversary, Star Wars The Phantom Menace will be returning to theaters for a limited time on May 3rd. StarWars.com announced the news and shared some amazing new art and a poster for the film from artist Matt Ferguson, which features Darth Maul, Kenobi, Qui-Gon Jinn, Queen Amidala, and a young Anakin Skywalker. The Phantom Menace was first released in theaters on May 19th, 1999, and it was not only the first film in the prequel trilogy, but also episode one of the Skywalker series that began with Star Wars and New Hope in 1977. The prequel trilogy is obviously a controversial topic for Star Wars fans. But even Ewan McGregor said back in 2022 that there's now a wave of positivity about these three films. McGregor said, quote, Now I meet the people who we made these films for who were the kids at the time. And our Star Wars films are their Star Wars films. In the way that Carrie Fisher, Alec Guinness, and Mark Hamill, and Harrison Ford films were ours, were theirs. And that's beautiful. and that they were important to the kids who we made them for. It's just so nicely, so nice to finally get that wave of positivity about them. Being able to see the lightsaber battle between Obi Wan, Qui Gon, and Darth Maul with Duel of the Fates blasting through theater speakers will sure be wonderful, and it'll also be a nice way to help with the wait for Mandalorian and Grogu in twenty twenty six, the first new Star Wars film to be released in theaters since 2019's The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> In our next topic, some streaming news, Paramount Plus and Peacock is, might be considering combining streaming services. Paramount and Comcast may be considering some form of streaming partnership between Paramount Plus and Peacock. According to Wall Street Journal, Paramount and Comcast have recently discussed the possibility of joining forces in streaming through a partnership or joint venture, among other options. According to article, bringing the two streaming apps under one roof could produce significant cost savings from spending on programming to marketing and create a more in-depth offering for consumers, especially with regard to live sports. A commercial partnership or joint venture are among the arrangements the companies could pursue. This does not mean that Paramount and Peacock will be merging into one service anytime soon. Rather, the two companies appear to be in the early stages of exploring options variety even came out and said that these talks haven't progressed beyond the spitballing stage at this time and the two companies are already JV partners for European streaming service Sky Showtime it's designed as a streaming service for both Comcast and Paramount Global that targets European markets that weren't already being served by Peacock or Paramount the news comes after Disney Warner Brothers discovery and Fox announced that they partnered together for a new sports streaming venue that will see brands like ESPN, TNT, and Fox Sports all coexist under one standalone app. No-name pricing structure or exact information about what sports will be available have been confirmed at this time. However, this app is expected to debut sometime this fall. Let us know your comments on the topics we covered in the comment section below. Give us your thoughts. Is there something we missed? Something we should have covered? Let us know. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Use the link in the descriptions, or just search The Cinema Gulch. As always, we'd like to thank our sponsor, ExpressVPN. If you're looking for a way to surf the internet without prying eyes and keeping your data secure and private from big government, consider signing up for ExpressVPN and get a free trial today. Just use the link in the description. You can join ExpressVPN today and support the channel. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll see you. You have been watching the Cinema Gold Show. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold Show. Find us on Instagram at the Cinema Gold Show, and on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash the Cinema Gold Show.